This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, November 11th, 2019. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very special guest. Myra Hall is an actress and entertainer who can currently be seen as Darcia Lancaster on the Oprah Winfrey Network's spicy nighttime drama, Ambitions. Myra joined the cast of the new own Will Packer production series, Ambitions, in 2019 as as a series regular. Many may recognize her from reoccurring roles on Scandal, The Quad, Grey's Anatomy, Saints and Sinners, and much more. She is also a type 2 diabetes awareness advocate and talks openly about her experience living with the condition. You can catch Myra on the hit drama series Ambitions Ambitions mid-season premiere this Tuesday, tomorrow, November 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time. And let's welcome Myra to the show. Hey. Hey, Shanice, Queen of Curvy Conversation. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk to you because full disclosure to everybody listening, you're my friend. And I hadn't talked to Absolutely. you in a long time. So I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm just excited to interview you, but catch up on your life as well. Absolutely. It is such a pleasure. Um being on your show, I've watched your journey, and I'm so proud of you. Uh, you've always been an amazing woman, an amazing advocate for plus size, curvy, fluffy girls like myself. So it's just an awesome experience to talk to you again and to catch up. Yes, well, thank you for that, and you're doing the thing too. But let's start from the beginning of your journey. Who you know, those listening might not know your journey. So you are from Detroit, Michigan, and you were a high school band teacher. So initially, music was going to be your lifelong career, right? Yes, music was going to be my lifelong career. I um, had the awesome pleasure of starting as a high school, middle school, and college band director in Detroit. And also in uh, Mississippi, I was assistant director of bands at Alcorn State University, And that was my absolute passion. Um, I loved my students. I love teaching. I still teach to this day. I actually teach private lessons here in Atlanta. And it just was an amazing experience. Uh, I had the time of my life teaching in Detroit. I was the band director at Ann Arbor Trail Middle School and also at Henry Ford High School in Detroit, Michigan. And those students are still an integral part of my life. And they are the reason why I'm so successful today because all of the life skills that I taught them, I live by myself. So, um, yeah started off in in the D. (laughs) So when did you move from Detroit to Los Angeles to pursue a career in acting? And was that a difficult transition for you? So I, um, I was a band director in Detroit. And unfortunately, in 2003, no, 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 2006, 
all of the music teachers that were hired after 2002 were laid off. And after I was laid off as a teacher in Michigan, I went back to grad school to finish working on my doctoral degree in clarinet performance. And I just lost my passion for for music altogether. And a big experience happened where I failed my doctoral qualifying examinations, where that's where you keep uh, continuing through your your um, terminal degree program. And I failed all of the courses, well, all of the tests. And I thought it was a sign from God, like, okay, God, this, you don't want me to do this. Let me figure out what I need to do. So when that happened, I started taking acting classes at the school that I was at, the University of Southern Mississippi, and fell in love with acting, fell at home, and I started uh, being around a group of college thespians that were in the the theater department, the black theater uh, students in the theater department. And we did this showcase and I fell in love with the kids, the students that were there and the, my peers that were there. And they encouraged me to audition for one of the main stage plays there that the theater department was having, which was Blood Wedding by Frederico Garcia Lorca. And I auditioned for it and got a role in one of the main characters. And from there, I was like, okay, this just doesn't happen. I don't have any training, and I'm in this play with these trained actors. And from there, I started auditioning for reality shows, and I auditioned for The Biggest Loser, and also another show called Monique's Fat Chance that was on Oxygen. And mm-hmm. I got to the like the top of the list, like it was between me and another person for both of the shows. And I was like, okay, this is a sign. And so from there, I said, okay, I want to move to New York or L.A. Went to New York, saw The Color Purple on Broadway, changed my life. I wanted to be Sophia on Broadway, but I couldn't sing. So I went back to school, started taking vocal lessons. And just so I could sing enough to be in the chorus, and I just was like, you know, this is a sign from God. I need to move to L.A. I quit my doctoral program, and I didn't really like New York because it was really, you know, fast-paced, and it wasn't aesthetically pleasing to the eye for me. And I went to L.A., stayed with a friend, a college friend, and that was in 2007, 11 years ago, and I packed up my car went back to Detroit for the summer after I quit school, did a whole bunch of uh, plays and musicals and moved to LA. And that's when I started my career there. So what obstacles did you face getting your career off the ground once you made it to Los Angeles? Uh, Obstacles. Well, with my career, what I realized is that it is not a sprint. It's a marathon And it took me 11 years to get where I needed to get to as far as where I am today. And the biggest obstacles that I faced was staying um, present and keeping your eye on the prize because you can get really, really easily distracted and, like, sidetracked. So uh, I had to take work several jobs. That was hard. Um, Struggling every day financially was hard. It took me five years to become financially stable in L.A., because uh, I I was working every day, but I wasn't making enough because of the cost of living. So once after those five years passed passed up, I was able to say, okay, I have a, a solid financial base. I can really do things now. I think the biggest thing was struggling and having all these college degrees and living like a pauper, as you would call it, a poor person. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. that was the hardest thing to me um, because you know my mom. <laughs> You know, I always imitate her. She would come out and visit me and say, Mara, 
I don't know how you're living this life. You weren't raised like this to be living in this little one-bedroom apartment. Because <laughs> mom is very educated. <laughs> that's how she would talk. And I'm like, Ma, that's not good. You're not believing in me. Help me. And that was the hardest thing. Just the financial struggle was very difficult. Now, I thought you were a teacher in Los Angeles because you were doing something with kids. I was. I was a substitute teacher in Los Angeles. But just like acting, everything in L.A. and Los Angeles is about who you know and networking and if people know you and building relationships. So as a sub, it took me five years to build relationships with all of the teachers in in the school district where they would call me for jobs. So if you don't work, you don't get paid. So at first I said to myself, well, I can just work three days a week and I can still go on auditions and do that. No, you need to work every day because you never know what's going to happen. When you do have an audition, you don't work. So with substitute teaching, basically for Los Angeles Unified School District, you're only paid at this time 173 a day. You can only work between like 20 to 24 days per month. So that's going to be your base salary or your base um, funds that you get for the month before taxes. So anything above that, you don't get anything above that. So you have to plan it out. And it just took a long time to get uh, acclimated and get set and settled in, in teaching so that I would make a living. And so Things really started opening up for me when I started substitute teaching, and then I also taught for after-school programs teaching music. So that's when everything opened up, and it really helped my acting career, too, because I wasn't focused on acting. I was more so focused on, you know, sprinkling my little pixie dust to all the students around L.A., trying to make sure to believe in their dreams, and from doing that and from pouring back into the students, that really helped my career. That's when I started booking on Grey's Anatomy and things of that nature, so um yeah, it just took it took five years to get settled and build those connections through teaching to make my side career happen. <laughs> now you said pouring into the kids help your career. What do you mean by just having good karma, being a good person helped? Absolutely. Having good karma, um, lifting as we climb. So as I'm trying to pursue my dreams, I'm pouring everything that I can pour into the students, encouraging them, you know, believing in them, having structure structure for them every day at the school. Even if I was a substitute teacher, I would always try to give them a good lesson or a good word to help them through their day or their week and encourage them to be great, just like I was trying to do. So by building them up, it helped me fortify my spirit and everything that I was doing in my career. Hmm, nice. Now, how was your how was your experience in Los Angeles as a plus size woman trying to build an acting career? Do you feel do you feel you got quality acting roles as your skinny counterparts? You know, Shanice, um, I am a character actress, so I understood or I understand that I. I'm not a leading lady right now. I'm a character actor, so I play all of these roles that are not typically, they're not Mara. I'm just playing a character. So I never saw any, like, discrimination towards me because I was a plus-size actress. I think, if anything, I think Hollywood loves um, plus-size women in acting roles. But sometimes they are stereotypical roles. 
But I don't really have a problem with that because I know it's not a representation of me. It's just me playing a character. And once you play that character and you play the heck out of that character, you can transition to the next thing. So I never looked at it as a bad thing. I just knew that it was par for the course doing what I had. Look at Samuel L. Jackson, the characters that he played when he first started because he was a character actor. And once he played the heck out of all of those roles, he started graduating to bigger and better roles and leading man roles once he um, established himself as a character actor first. But don't you feel just not having the opportunity to be a leading lady is not cool? I don't think um, I don't necessarily have not have the opportunity to be a leading lady. Uh, when I first got to uh, Los Angeles, maybe my second year, I auditioned for Glee, uh, the same character that Amber Riley had. So that's a leading lady role. Um, I just <laughs> Basically, I know that it takes a while for you to get those leading character roles by paying your dues and playing, you know, co-star roles and moving up to guest star and then eventually being series regular or, you know, and then after you play the heck out of TV roles, you get the movie roles. So for me, I was kind of going in the trajectory of like, I guess if there was a written path of how everything works as far as how you move up the ranks in acting, that's what I was doing, like the traditional route. That's not always Mm -hmm. the standard, but that's what I was following. Um, So I never felt like I was left out because I was plus size. I've never felt that way. If anything, I think I stand out because I'm plus size and I embrace it and I love it. So never bothered me or it was never an issue. Now, while you were living in Los Angeles, pursuing your career, living your life, is that during the time you got sick and diagnosed with type 2 diabetes? No, I actually was diagnosed with diabetes in 2002 before I moved to Los Angeles. And um, I didn't really understand what the disease was and what it entailed. And then, unfortunately, my brother passed away of it from the disease. He died of complications from diabetes, from ketoacidosis, and Luckily, when I got to Los Angeles, I was on a reality show called Dancer um, Ass Off on Oxygen, and that was the first time that I was able to learn more and be able to control the disease, figuring out how to still live as a curvy woman but a healthier curvy woman by maintaining my diet and my exercise uh, regimen and just trying to figure things out, but, you know, luckily from that show, it taught me how to uh, maintain all of the things that I'm doing with my health and with my sugar management. So when you uh, decided to try for dance your ass off on, on oxygen, were you oxygen. looking, huh? Yeah, it was oxygen. I said, Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, um, do, did you want to get on a show to help you lose weight on purpose because of the diabetes or was it like a two in one? You just were looking for exposure. It was a two-in-one, I have to be honest. <laughs> it was a twofer. <laughs> I can't, you know, I have to be, I'm a very transparent person. So, no, it was a twofer, one for exposure. And, honestly, being on Dance Your Ass Off, that was the catalyst that, you know, helped my career. It was the first, Because I was on that show, I got my manager, and then I booked my first TV gig, all because of that show. So it was definitely me trying to get healthy and also trying to gain TV exposure, which it worked. So I'm happy about it. Yeah, that's half of the battle is being seen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
Now, why did you move to Atlanta, and how was that transition? Well, I moved to Atlanta because I booked a job as a series regular on the Oprah Winfrey Network's new show, Ambitions, and they relocated me to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, they relocated you? They paid for stuff for you to move? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Holy will. Thank you, Father God. (laughs) (laughs) So your Los Angeles agent got you that audition, and you auditioned for that in Los Angeles, or did you have to go to Atlanta to audition? Okay, so here's the story, or here's the deal. My I don't have a Los Angeles agent anymore. My agent is BYSB Talent in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, shout out to Tay and Chris, my wonderful talent agents. They are amazing. They are the reason why I'm on Ambitions. Uh, they got me the audition. And what happened was is that the casting director for Ambitions is also the casting director for two other shows that I was on in Atlanta called The Quad on BET and also Saints and Sinners on Bounce TV. And when I was on the quad and on St. The Centers, I was an Atlanta local hire. So usually I would have to fly myself out to work in Atlanta for those jobs. Well, George Pierre, who is a Southeast, Southeastern casting director in this area, he's very popular and he's an amazing, amazing man and amazing casting director, remembered how much I dedicated myself to doing that and how I never complained. And so this uh, job came up for ambitions for a series regular. He knew what I could do, and they submitted me for the job. I went into audition where the auditions were actually in Los Angeles. George came to LA to audition everyone, and I was in there with really, really, really big name actors, uh, very popular reality stars, and I did very well and got a callback or chemistry read with Brian White, and I booked the role. Yes. You know, <laughs> nice. So now you're still living in Atlanta permanently? I am. I am living in Atlanta permanently. At the same time that I booked this job, I was also pregnant with my daughter, who's 10 months now. And uh, the Oprah Winfrey Network and Will Packer Productions were so gracious in letting me um, have my child here. And initially, I was scheduled to play another role on the cast. But because I was pregnant, they wrote another role for me and uh, were gracious enough to think of me and let me live out my dream, let me live out loud and have my child and still pursue my dreams and live my dream job as playing Darcia Lancaster on Ambitions. Wow, that's a blessing. Girl. Oh, it's truly a blessing. Truly a blessing because, you, you know, you're always afraid, like, do I have kids? What do I do? And they were so gracious and so so wonderful to me to let me be able to live my dream out loud and let me and move me here and still like be supportive of everything that I'm doing. So I'm so grateful for uh, the Oprah Winfrey Network and for Will Packer Productions and for Lionsgate. They have been just, just amazing, amazing, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. So how are you balancing motherhood in your career? Shanice, oh my goodness, um, it's very hard. It's very difficult uh, because being a mother, as you already know and everyone knows, is a full-time job, but it's a 
a beautiful blessing. Marley, my daughter, Marley Nicole, she's 10 months now, and she is just a joy to wake up to her beautiful smile every morning. I love her so much. It's very difficult, but she's a, a blessing. Um, I'm still trying to get used to, like, auditioning because I still do audition for other jobs, learning copy and still having her around and, you know, having her on my hip while I'm learning lines. That's a challenge, but, you know, everything in life is a challenge, and you just you face it head on and you keep on pushing. So do you have family in Atlanta? Do you have babysitters out there to help you? <laughs> do I, have, I do have family, but they live far in Atlanta. I live, like, in Powder Springs, which is in Cobb County, and I have an aunt that's here. She lives in Covington, which is, like, an hour away. And I have other cousins that are here. They don't really babysit for me. I have an amazing nanny that I was using while I was on set. Her name is Miss Janet. Shout out to Miss Janet. She's amazing. But she lives far, too, in Lithonia, so that's like an hour away, too. So um, she right now Marley's in daycare, so that's local to me. So I, I really rely heavily on my little tribe of people that I'm meeting and that I'm forming here. I also have a lot of friends uh, from college and a lot of sorority sisters. I'm an AKA member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So a lot of my sorority sisters helped me out, in particular one of my line sisters here, Ebony Dion, who is one of uh, the wonderful weather meteorologists on Channel 7 News. So she helped me out and I help her out. We watch each other's kids. Oh, perfect, perfect. So mm-hmm. tell us um, more about the character you play on the show. Okay. I play Darcia Lancaster, and Darcia is the cousin to Evan Lancaster, who is the mayor of Atlanta, and his sister, his older sister, Rondale Lancaster, who is the owner of Thelma's Place. I am their first cousin from Chicago. Their father and my father are brothers. And I come into town, as you know, at the series, um, the season, the mid-season finale, my uncle, Senior Lancaster, died. He got shot. And I come in right after that um, to help out the family in this time of chaos. (laughs) Nice. And that's that's all I can say about the character because (laughs) if I say any more, give it away you gotta tune in starting Tuesday and is this show filmed on Tyler Perry's new studios it sure is shout out to Tyler Perry Studios and Mr. Tyler Perry thank you brother your your studio is amazing.com.biz.co.uk such a blessing being on his lot I've never seen anything like it it's the best thing since sliced bread were you able to go to the grand opening no, I wasn't. I wasn't invited. Not yet. The next one. <laughs> the rededication <laughs> ceremony I'll be at. <laughs> right, right. Now, tomorrow is the uh, season premiere of, what is it, season two, right? No, no, no. It's the second half of season one. Oh, okay, okay. So do you live tweet during the show? I do live tweet, and I think I'm going to have a Facebook live watch party tomorrow when it starts. Uh, I'm going to be flying to L.A. to do press starting tomorrow, so I have to see where I'm at (laughs) to make that happen. Um, But, yes, I am going to be live tweeting, and I'm probably going to have some Facebook watch parties or Instagram live parties to watch the show with the fans. So come on and check me out, y'all. Let's watch it together. Yes. And you say you're flying out to do press in L.A. You sounding super fancy these days. I'm glad I got on your press schedule. 
No, <laughs> stop it. You know, you know, I'm regular regular schmegula Mara Jean from Detroit City. So <laughs> always got time for you, Shanice. Always, always. We started, we started from the bottom. Now we here. <laughs> <laughs> now look, besides working with fabulous people in the industry, you're making a name for yourself, creating your own projects. Now tell me about Marley Nicole Productions. Well, Marley Nicole Productions is my new production company named after my daughter, and it is the production company that I'm going to use to create all of my projects, which I'm going to continue with my online social media movement show called I Got Something to Say, where I empower through laughter in three minutes or less. You can check us out on Instagram at IGST. I-G-S-T-S-T-V. Follow us um, to be empowered through laughter in three minutes or less. And also, I also had the wonderful opportunity to produce uh, my own short film called Juicy Ladies, which was based on my life as a type 2 diabetic looking for love in all the wrong places. All right. So you uh, are going to be the next productions on the Tyler Perry Studios. It's going to be your production. (laughs) From your lips to God's ears. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Now, look, I'm just an hour flight away from Atlanta. So you call me when you need me. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Will do. Will do. So what is your ultimate goal with your career and your brand? My ultimate goal is to become a household name. I usually get cast for serious roles, which I love and I'm very grateful for, but I'm a comedic actress. I love comedy, and I would love to do physical comedy. I love Melissa McCarthy. I call myself the Black Melissa McCarthy. I can't wait to um, share with the world how funny I am and just let the world know and empower them through laughter on the big screen and in a worldwide view or global view. And do you have anything else happening we should know about or be on the lookout for? You know, uh, I am revamping, like I said, my online social media movement show. I got something to say soon. Uh, I probably will roll that out at the beginning of the year. I also will have Juicy Ladies. We'll be having screenings around the country and in local Atlanta and different markets that I'm familiar with to screen the movie and to just build awareness to diabetes. And I also, I just finished filming a feature film called Collection, uh, starring Alex Pettifer uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. They're still filming it now, so that will be the next project that I have coming out. And then you can check me out, not this Tuesday. I know it is the the season, the mid-season premiere of the first season of Ambitions, but I will be on next week on the 19th. That's when I make my premiere on the show. Got it. So tell us your official website and all of your social media pages. Okay. You can follow me. Um, you can check out my my website, www.marahall.com. That's www.marahall.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mara underscore Hall. And you can follow me on Facebook at Mara.Hall. And also follow my online social media movement show, I Got Something to Say, on Instagram, at I-G-S-T-S-T-V. And so tomorrow, Tuesday, November the 12th, you're going to be doing a Facebook Live? Yes. 
Facebook Live and probably either Facebook Live or Instagram Live starting tomorrow. All right. Well, we will be on the lookout for that. And I am so proud of you. You are doing your thing in Atlanta. And I just love seeing your brand grow and your career grow. I'm so excited. Thank you, Shanice. I, you know, I've known you for, since I first moved to to L.A., I remember you were friends with Oliver Thompson, who was my first roommate. <laughs> and that's how I met you, I think. That was the no, first you, time. I don't know who Oliver Thompson is. You do if you if you saw him, you would know him. <laughs> that was a okay. long time ago. I don't remember. He was he was he look, look he was in the in the in, in the scene with the gangster lean at the beginning, and then he faded on out. <laughs> so if you saw him, you would know him. Not okay. by name, but you would know him by face. <laughs> you like I don't know him. But also to the listeners that have been following for a long time, Mara was at Love Your Body Day, too. You performed at Love Your Body Day the year that um, Lisa Ann Walter was our celebrity host. Yes, because she was one of, she's the creator of Dance Your Ass Off, and me, Pinky, and also Shayla were there. That was an amazing experience. We had a good time. Like, we've been rocking a long time, Shanice, so I'm proud of you, too. Any way that I can help promote your brand or do whatever you need me to do to collaborate with you, just let me know. I am here for you, sister. Yes, likewise. Well, I'm going to be looking for your Facebook Live and your tweets and everything, and I'll be looking for you on Ambition on the OWN Network. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Shanice, for having me. And all the listeners out there, y'all be good to each other. <laughs> yes. And enjoy the rest of your day and safe travels on your uh, press flight. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to my fabulous guest, Myra Hall. Make sure you Follow her on all of her social media pages and support, support, support. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting me. And until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.